Hey, everybody. Welcome back inside the video podcast room of the State Champs Sports Network Studios on the backside of the campus of Lawrence Technological University in Southfield, Michigan. My name is Lauren Plant. It is week eight of the Michigan high school football season. I cannot believe it, but it's true. And this is Michigan Extra Point Live. Finish line is near. It's coming. You could see us live every week on State Champs Michigan's Twitter Facebook and YouTube channel. One of the biggest high school sports fans I've ever met. We're lucky to have him share his passion with us every week. The superb Scott Bernstein. Thanks, man. It's getting uh, you, you feel a feel a chill in the air. You, you smell the Thanksgiving uh, that it's it's approaching. That we're going to be headed towards Ford Field soon. Having turkey, crowning state champions. It's it's uh, it's only a stone's throw away. And the games that you get towards the end of the season, I think, really foreshadow that kind of intensity, that kind of uh, everyone just uh, all in to win it and, and you know, scratching and clawing every step of the way, trying to get into the playoffs, trying to make a run, and it's just, this is such an amazing time of the year. That's right. Scott was at the Battle of Birmingham tonight between Groves and Seaholm, two yes. four-and-one teams in the OAA White. Yeah, Seaholm uh, got out to a fast start, was leading 14-7, and then uh, Groves scored in the final couple seconds of the first half uh, to to, uh, to make it 14-13. They decided to go for two. Yeah. Went up 15. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold that oh, thought. Hold that thought. We're never gonna, mind. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I promise. Pull that down just a little bit. Just, just No, just there you go. A little squ- There you go. Good. All right, back with us as promised, the magnificent Jenna Skelski. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. I got to meet Darius Slay at the game, uh, North Farmington and Farmington. So Big play Slay. That's right. Okay. Cool game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Jenna, as she says, was at our main event tonight, which was for the first time in history that both Farmington and North Farmington were both 7-0 and going into their annual tussle in the OAA Blue. The last time Farmington was 7-0, and period, was 2010. For North Farmington, it was 1984. I will bet that is when a young Matt Shepard was the signal caller <laughs> for the Raiders. And uh, we'll get to uh, that score and uh, what happened in that one in just a minute. But it will be of our, our game of the week on uh, State Champs TV. We call it the main event. The highlights will be up later tonight, early tomorrow morning. Uh, if that's the way you look at it, uh, all state champs socials and at statechampsnetwork.com in about uh, 15 minutes. Hopefully, we're going to talk to the winning head coach, having a little issue with the uh, the digits. So we'll see if we can connect with him or not. Our brand new streaming apps development is rolling along. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. We had another construction update yesterday, and uh, it should be out before the football season is over. So we're very excited about that. The irreplaceable Matt Mowry will be joining us on the phone later in the show. Matt took in, I know he'll be joining us on the phone. Matt took in the Goodrich versus Fenton game tonight, which was for the Flint Metro crown. Our producer tonight is the lovely, lovely Kia Taya. She is back in here. Didn't think she'd be here. I thought we would have the techno wizard, uh, Kevin Trzinski, but we have Kia. On the and, ones and twos. That's right. In Wheels the, of steel. That's right. In the helm there. Working the live chat tonight, of course, always the fascinating David Bodine. Uh, coming up also tonight, before, we th- before we're through the latest MHSAA Minute on the upcoming High School Football Selection Sunday next weekend, 24-7. I can't I, can you believe that? We'll I have know. Selection Sunday coming up in a week. I know. 24-7 Sports, Alan True will have this week's recruit report. So Jenna's about to get to tonight's scores, but first... It's homecoming weekend at Lawrence Technological University. You will soon graduate from this fine university. I did not preface this by any means, meaning I didn't set her up for it, but 
What do you think, in a nutshell, <laughs> has been the best part of your LTU experience, getting a chance to go here? Yes, the best part of my LTU experience has definitely been the class sizes and the connections I've been able to make with my... Hold on, we want to hear you, so pull... In oh, fa- hello. In fa- yes, there you go, there you go, better. Okay, so the best part of yes. going to Lawrence Tech is the class sizes because I've been able to make so many connections with my professors and right. being able to network, see who they know. And of course, I was able to end up here at State Champs through Lawrence Tech because we have such a good relationship and... It's been a great hands-on learning. Again, our saying is theory and practice, and they definitely put that to work in the classroom. They drop you into the deep end of the pool, and they're like, swim. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And when you say class sizes, literally, what is the average class size that you attend? Oh, man. Okay, so for media communications, probably around... 10, 11, 12, wow. it's, yeah, it's smaller. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So 10, 11 in a, in, a, in a university course. So, again, like she's saying, you can't help but have interaction yeah. with your professor. He knows each and every one of you by name and uh, probably knows your families too. So uh, <laughs> the good thing, uh, lots of great things here. That's just an example of it. So the homecoming this year in terms of football is the in-state rival Siena Heights. That's going to be a tough battle tomorrow. I'll be handling the PA duties. Kickoff is at noon. Tickets are extremely reasonable. Reasonable. It's going to be a gorgeous 62 degrees tomorrow. Come on out and support NAIA College football. The stadium's at the corner of 10 Mile and Northwestern Highway. We call it Blue Devil Stadium. So we also want to thank Hungry Howie's, of course. I know Scott's chomping at the bit for a slice of pie. I was like, where's my pizza? Give me my Asiago crust. I know. So, and again, I'm not sure if we have Asiago again, but, you know. Any type so of flavor crust, I'm good with. You're good with it. And uh, we have the box here representing, of course, Hungry Howie's. It will be filled. Uh, deliciously with pizza. There might even be a selection for Jenna before. The first thing I said when I walked in the office, Lauren hadn't got here yet. I was like, where's the pizza? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But we do thank Hungry Howie's. Famous for flavor. And uh, we want you to vote in the Mr. Football and the Anvil Award competitions at statechampsnetwork.com. Check out the weekly updates on both races at statechampsnetwork.com and on social media. Uh, We're going to talk briefly about who we feel maybe are the front runners for Mr. Football. We'll do that just a little later in the show. I'd also like to thank the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We have a banner link at statechampsnetwork.com that will take you directly to the MHSA score page. That is where you go for scores. As a subscriber to MHSA.tv, as many as 30 live high school football games every week streaming. Playoffs are coming up. Six bucks a month. You won't miss a minute. All right. It is week eight. It's time for the scores. We're going to begin with the teams ranked in the state champs top 25. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to let Jenna read them all. And then we'll comment as to, uh, you know, some of the outcomes. All right. So our number one ranked Muskegon beat Muskegon Mona Shores 53-0. to zero. Number two, Belleville took on Livonia Franklin. They won 39-29. to 29. Chippewa Valley. Now they took on Romeo and they got that win 21 to 17. This was a big clinch for Chippewa Valley, the MAC Red, for a second year straight. Uh, number four, West Bloomfield beat Oxford 48 to 0. Rockford lost to Granville. This was a big upset 30 to 3. Oak Park won against Troy Athens 41 to 6. Birmingham Groves defeated Birmingham Seaholm. 35-14. to 14. Next up, we have number nine ranked Midland. They beat Bay City John Glenn 56-0. Um, to zero. Next up is number 10 ranked Lake Orion. They beat Clarkston 55-21. to 21. Sorry, a lot of numbers okay. on here. <laughs> All right, and then number 11, Plymouth. They are um, currently undefeated. They beat Salem 49-0. Chelsea took on Tecumseh. They beat them 41 to nothing. Up next, we have number 13, Edwardsburg. They beat 
Allegan, 63 to third, uh, excuse me, to 20. And then Mount Pleasant, they wa- they lost to Midland Dow. This was an upset again, and they lost 13 to 12. And then number 15, Wald Lake Western, they beat Wald Lake Northern 35 to 10. Dearborn Forsen took the W against Dearborn, winning 38 to 10. Brownstown Woodhaven beat Trenton 42 to 21. And then up next, number 18, Lapeer, they beat Birmingham Brother Rice wow. 34 to 10. I know. And then number 19, Byron Center, they won against Hudsonville Unity Christian 33 to 20. Up next, number 20, Celine, they took on and beat Ann Arbor Pioneer uh, 56 to 13. Number 22, Davison, they won against Saginaw Arthur Hill 55 to 0. And then number 23, South Lion, they took on Milford and they beat them 55 to 27. Our number 24th ranked team, Gross Point South, beat Gross Point North 42 to 0. And number 25, Battle Creek Lakeview, beat Kalamazoo Lay Norris. 54 to 14. Okay, thank you, Jenna. If you're interested in seeing the updates in Matt Mowry's Top 25 Rankings, they come out every Monday. Click the Rankings link at statechampsnetwork.com. Now, before we get to some other scores from key games, Scott, what interests you the most in terms of outcomes tonight? Um, I would have to say that uh, congratulations to Coach Jim Sparks. Uh, his Clawson squad Ended up winning the uh, Mac, uh, I believe the Mac, Mac Gold, Gold, yeah, B Clintondale, uh, B Clintondale for the for the title. So uh, I was watching that. Uh, love what Coach Sparks does over at the, the Clawson's Trojans. They're always competitive. Um, uh, I was at Groves Seaholm. I really like what I saw from Groves in the second half. I think they're prime for another uh, deep run of the state tournament. Uh, they got two of the most underappreciated uh, game-changing talents in Metro Detroit and, and senior quarterback Marcus Alexander and senior tailback Ralph Donaldson. Both these kids really you know, don't get the recruiting love that you think they would get when you go to the game and you see how much swagger these guys have, how many big plays they make on a consistent basis, just chunk play after chunk play. Uh, Alexander is a, is, a, is, a, is a true gunslinger. Um, he threw for about 275 today, three touchdowns. I think he only has one or two offers, and I think they're both Division One AA. But I've talked to some scouts that say he is without question a top five quarterback in the state. So you know, all you college scouts that are looking at the the uh, Division One ranks, they're looking you know maybe mid majors, looking for a signal caller for your class of 2020, get out to um, 13 Mile. And check out Marcus Alexander. Ralph Donaldson does it on both sides of the, uh, the ball. As a tailback, he's electric. And as a safety, he, he's a, a true quarterback of the secondary. So I, I'm expecting another long run from Groves, West Bloomfield, and uh, Lake Orion. I, I expected those kind of blowout wins, and they both kind of uh, you know chalked it, par for the course. Big, big W's. Uh, you know, one of the games that I was really looking forward to today, and we'll, we'll talk to, I think, Coach Hurstein. Um, was the Farmington North Farmington game and and hats off to the Raiders taking that dub and um, looking for the first undefeated regular season for North Farmington I'm guessing yes since eighty four was eighty four did they go undefeated well, in the regular no, season no they did not so they since the not. so probably since the Ron Holland era of the nineteen seventies um, I'll say about Gross Point North Gross Point South Gross Point North. I think there needs to be a campaign to bring Coach Frank back to Gross Point North to get that program, uh, you know, back up on the saddle it's and riding uh, riding tall once again to see what's happened in these last couple of years yeah, since he's left. It's and really, unbelievable. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I did not like the way that uh, that all ended, and he deserved better than that. And 
Yeah. So, uh, while Lake Western, another team that's just really cruising right now. I think Zach Trainer was back after uh, going into concussion protocol, and they just got so many um, playmakers out there. I expect a long tournament run from them. And okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you something that was uh, impressive to me. And again, one of the games I was really looking forward to seeing was uh, Chippewa Valley and Romeo. We'll have highlights of this game on State Champs uh, this week. Uh, Romeo came in. Uh, again, they were, you know, I think ready to be the team that could take down the Big Reds. They it played was, them tough. Yes, they played them tough, and it was going to be a hard game, especially the fact that it was going to be at Chip Valley's crib. And, uh, you know, the Big Reds just find a way to win, and this is what they do. 21-17, the final, they clinch the Mac Red uh, again. It's strange and, for me to say this, but I almost feel like in the Mac Red, Scott yes. Merchant should be the coach of the year. It's kind of weird to say that for a defending state champion. Right. But I, you know, I thought they would be a seven and two team at best. Right. Um, they're undefeated and yeah. and just locked and loaded for a run at a repeat. And they lost so much talent off of last year's team. It's a credit to Merchant. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, I think where we're going to get probably the most intrigue maybe in the playoffs is a division like a division three when you throw in the Orchard Lakes and the Muskegons and and probably the Kings of the world. But when you look at division one and you see where our top three teams are, one, two, and three, Muskegon, Belleville, Chip Valley, all undefeated, uh, most likely will be uh, going into, you know, and then uh, West the Bloomfield playoffs. six and one. They were the, uh, you right. know, the consensus number yes. one team in the state, kind of yes. across the board. Yes, and Rockford and he, with just one loss. Yeah, and so that's our top five teams right now, all Division One. Uh, it's really interesting, and um, so we're going to see what happens. And then Lake Orion. I mean, right. th- I know. that's that's to me that's yeah, uh, you, can't call, you can't call ranking. you can't call them a sleeper anymore. Right. But you want to talk about the surprise of the season yeah. for a team that I'm looking at right yeah. now and saying like this team could be playing at Ford Field. And if they didn't have to play on two days, probably beats West Bloomfield. They're so balanced. And don't lose in They're a four so, overtime. They have so much chemistry. If, you know what I'm saying? If yeah. they had to go and play that game on Saturday. Yep, I agree. So, so much chemistry, so much balance, yeah. so much playmaking, yeah. and just uh, it, it's it, it really uh, a tip of the hat to and, uh, and, Coach Blackstone and a team that was really almost left for dead for the last few years. You know, just they out were of just nowhere. a non-factor after you know winning uh, going to the, winning the state championship in ten, I believe, yeah, and going to the, go to the state title game in, yeah. in 08. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of dipped off a little bit, and but they're back with a vengeance in 2019. All right, so we're going to now get to some other key games tonight from around the state. Now, again, I want to mention Matt Mowry also ranks the smaller schools in terms of Division 4 through Division 8, and he also ranks 8-player football, too. In fact, we'll have highlights from two 8-player games from the UP this week on State Champs. So, when you see the SS, you know that small school. They're ranked there, so I'm sure you went over it. So, uh, let's get to some other key games from tonight. Jenna. All right, so both of these teams' honorable mentions, we have North Farmington beating Farmington 13-9. to It's more of a defensive battle than we thought. Yeah. Yep, and then Fenton took the W against Goodrich, um, 42-21. to That's also an FME title game. Uh, Detroit Catholic Central lost to River Rouge, 16-3. to I know. Montague beat Whitehall, 29-8. to That is also a rivalry game. Yeah, for sure. Yep, Zeeland West beat Zeeland East, 34-14. to Grand Rapids Christian took the W from East Grand Rapids, 38-31. to Traverse City Central won against Escanaba, 62-7. to wow. 
And then for one of our rankings for our smaller schools, number three, Portland lost to Mason, which was a big upset. They lost 21 to 17. And then ranks- I don't know if it was a huge upset. I mean, Mason was undefeated, but I see that, uh, <laughs> that Mr. Uh, Fantastic there, Bodine, put upset. Yes, he I, I did mean, put upset. Yes, I saw that. No, I, 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 that's fair. I mean, you know, that you don't know that. But Piece I'm of saying. trivia, Mason, the home but, of but we did have But we did have small school. We had Portland ranked third. So, it, it, yes, okay. All right, and then you're fine. Malcolm X was born in Mason. I'll give you a piece of information. Random information. (laughs) All right, so number five, Marine City beat Marysville 34-3. And then ranked number seven, Pawamo Westphalia beat Fowler 41-7. Number 13 in our rankings, Lansing Catholic beat Fowlerville 56-7. And then number 16, Muskegon Oak Ridge beat Raveba. 27 it's to 20. It's supposed to be Ravenna. 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 Yeah, yeah, okay, you spelled sorry, it wrong. Ravenna. Ravenna. <laughs> Ravenna. That, yeah, that yeah. kind of off, but yeah. I was going with it. Yeah, you are. All right, so Livonia Clarenceville beat Auburn Hills Oakland Christian 41 to 7. Montrose took on Byron. They won 50 to 19. Royal Oak Shrine lost to Clarkston Everest 27 to 14. Clawson beat Clintondale 24 to 6. St. Joseph took the W from DeWitt 30 to 14. Manchester lost to Grass Lake 25 to 8. Utica Eisenhower beat Macomb Dakota 21 to 7 and finally Breckenridge beat Oscoda 35 to nothing. Dakota might be out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, Dakota's probably going to be out of the playoffs. They're going to have to win week 9 and get and hope and get some hope and help yep. from somebody else uh losing. Okay, so interesting stuff here. Again, we have uh Brother Rice and Catholic Central again going down. There's so much uh, tonight. I, I'm, I'm yeah. the biggest surprise for me in the Catholic Central this year. We knew that it was going to be a, a, as wide open as it's been in a long time, but these offenses are so anemic outside yeah, I of know. Or, outside of Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Yes, you are right. Uh, De La Salle, yeah. CC, and Rice have such trouble generating uh, touchdowns. Yes, yes, you are. It's kind of like the Lions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, River Rouge, give them credit for winning tonight. Again, a team that I saw week one lost to Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and it was a team that you could see was clearly trying to find itself. But then they kind of go through a schedule where they don't play a lot of really tough competition. Then all of a sudden, you got Detroit Catholic Central, yep. uh, which was great. Uh, by oh, I, lo- I love that matchup. Yeah, exactly. And this time of the year. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, it was great that Coach Parker booked that game, uh, and again they get a win. So that's a huge lift for them as they head into the playoffs. Remember last year, it's very interesting in Division Three, uh, River Rouge only lost seven to six in the first round of the playoffs, and if their quarterback. Uh, Manny Fresh doesn't get yep. hurt in that game. He's they they have a chance that they're going to beat that. Well, what does King do? They go on to win the state championship. Doesn't it so. look now too with Catholic Central that they're going to have to beat St. Mary's in the prep bowl to qualify? Probably, yeah. Be, we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to look. They're four and four yeah, right now. You're if probably they, right. If they don't win. I mean, five and four will probably get them in, but obviously they're not going to get in at four and five. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, good on Utica Eisenhower for beating Dakota. We haven't talked a lot about Ike at all this year. Uh, they are now. Uh, well, I'm just getting a text. Six uh, and two. They kept Trainer out of that game for Wild Lake Western. Okay. The last second. I was told the other day that okay. he was playing. So uh, Johnny Angel, Johnny uh, uh, Abley. Yeah, Abley. Yeah. Maybe the best backup. Right. Western uh, Oak, uh, western yeah. part of Metro Detroit. Kind of like what the Saints have going, you yep. know. So, uh, so anyway, um, he's a he's a Mister Football candidate too. So absolutely. So uh, real quickly, uh, I'll mention a couple games that are going to uh, take place tomorrow. Orchard Lake St. Mary's will be back in action, taking on Dearborn Divine Child Renaissance and King will get together. Remember, Renaissance beat Cast Tech. 
Uh, so that'll be interesting to see what happens in that one. Renaissance needs a win. They're four and three. Warren De La Salle, and this is PSL playoffs. So uh, Warren De La Salle and uh, Jesuit will get together. UD Jesuit. Uh, so that will be interesting to see if UD UD can can uh, penetrate that De La Salle defense. And uh, Mayo and uh, an eight player Mayo and Gaylord St. Mary Cathedral will play both six and one. Uh, that in our eight player rankings, that's an eight versus ten matchup and also we have Deckerville going up against Kingston so uh, Kingston an honorable mention Deckerville ranked fifth in eight players so that is what is happening uh, right now and so you guys are up to date we're going to see if we can get uh, North Farmington's head coach John Herstein on the line if not we'll just continue with the show Uh, but uh, that is what's happening for right now but let's take our first break and show you this week's MHSA Minute. Today we take you inside one of our favorite days of the year, Selection Sunday. The day begins with the MHSA staff completing the process of gathering the Week 9 scores and computing the report with the potential qualifiers. From there, teams are placed on maps by divisions and are grouped into districts and regions under the watchful eye of representatives of the Football Coaches Association. Once the final reports are generated, they are transported to Fox Sports Detroit, where the announcers and producers begin preparations for the show to reveal the pairings to teams and fans at watch parties across the state. You can watch the Selection Sunday show 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Detroit Plus. And visit our website when the show is over to check out all the pairings for this year's football playoffs. I admit it. I love working with money, negotiating, and making big decisions. That's why I'm majoring in finance and economics at Lawrence Tech. What's truly amazing about the education here is the small class sizes that give me easy access to my professors who truly care about my future. They even helped me get a great internship. And I was able to fulfill my lifelong dream of playing college golf. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. The greatest honor a high school senior student-athlete can earn? Detroit Athletic Club's Athlete of the Year. You're one of the tops in your sport. Prioritize education and giving back, like Cassius Winston, Megan Bobian, Rakia Jackson, and Aiden Hutchinson did. Six male, six female nominees earn $1,000 in scholarship money, with $5,000 each to be awarded at a red carpet gala in downtown Detroit. Nominations accepted now. Download the application, DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Hungry Howie's wants to thank you. Yes, you, how long can I stay on this couch guy? Super dad who prevented birthday disaster. And the late night study group that ordered 17 pizzas. Thank you to the holy moly did you see that fans. And thank you, whole slice and one bite kid. Because for every pizza sold in October, we make a donation to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And together we've raised nearly $3 million just by doing what you love. Hungry? Howie's. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report brought to you by My Student Aid. We're going to start down in West Lafayette where Purdue came up to Michigan and added two new recruits to their 2020 recruiting class, starting at Oak Park with wide receiver Malik Carr, a 6'5", 230-pound matchup nightmare who has 4'6'7 speed on the laser and the ability to go up and get the football as he's also an excellent basketball player He uses that leaping ability on the gridiron. Carr joins a potent Purdue offense, but of course, 
Skill players are no good if you don't have guys blocking for them. And the Boilers also added an offensive tackle commit, Pontiac Notre Dame's Nalen Fox. Fox was verbally committed to Toledo, but the Boilers have been in contact with him for about a month and extended an offer to him on his second visit to West Lafayette, and he flipped over to the Boilers. In Fox, they gain a 6'6", 275-pound offensive tackle with great athleticism and the ability to finish blocks. Finally, Southfield A&T's Christian Fitzpatrick, a 6'4", senior wide receiver, is verbally committed to Washington State, but will be taking an official visit to Louisville. That is where his older brother, Desmond Fitzpatrick, plays. He took an unofficial to Louisville earlier in the season, but then also turned around and took his official to Washington State. So it looks like the Cards are trying to flip him from the Cougars. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan True. The Recruit Report is brought to you by My Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Go to michigan.gov slash mistudentaid for more information. Hey guys, welcome back inside the State Champ Sports Network podcast studios here. This is our video podcast. We call it Michigan Extra Point Live. We do it every Friday night. And I'll tell you what, I have got to learn to dress warmer for these nights now because I swear I am still thawing out. Uh, it didn't really and, get cold until the last week or two. We were into uh, yeah, you know, into week and, and five and or and six. I think it was only like 48 really degrees still. or something, but that's enough. To really freeze you up. I had four pairs of socks on tonight, and I still could not feel my feet on the drive back. Yeah, I know it's insane. Quick my hands note. Are like quick that. note about the uh, recruit ahead. report we just ran. Um, Christian Fitzpatrick actually decommitted this week from Washington State. Allen was talking about how he was going to take a visit to Louisville, and Louisville was trying to flip him. Well, the, it's been official as of, I think, Wednesday that uh, Fitzpatrick decommitted from Washington State. His recruiting's wide open, and it looks like Louisville is the front runner. So just adding on to what Allen Hey, about. absolutely. You know, Allen records those early in the week. Yeah. So, again, this stuff is fluid, and it happens, and things change. Uh, and I do want to mention real quick, we've got Matt Mowry on the line. We're going to talk the Goodrich-Fenton-Fenton. Uh, Flint Metro League game uh, in just a second here, but uh, I was at Redford Thurston and Redford Union. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, this is the first Redford Union football game I think I ever have uh, participated in or actually ever went to. Um, and so uh, that was kind of exciting. Now, it was at Thurston. Uh, They're playing for what they call the Superintendent's Trophy. It was a really, really good game. It uh, ended up being 21-20. The Thurston Eagles win the game. They are now co-champions of the conference. And, um, yeah, if you can just bring that down. Um, The the winner of the Garden City and Dearborn Heights Robichaud game is going to be the co-conference champion. But they're seven and one. They're in the playoffs again. Uh, a school that we always talk about come hoop season is Redford Thurston, no doubt. Uh, but uh, they really want to make a name for themselves football wise. They're probably going to be in Division three, which is tough. Uh, but you know what? As I talked to the coach after the game, he basically was like, "Look, these are all Redford kids. These, you know, these are what we play for. Are these games? Um, you know, there's a lot of schools out there that you know uh, get a lot of." help you know uh and we all know what, what that means and so basically you know they're really thrilled and the, the guys meaning really kids that up. don't actually grow up in a town yes, playing exactly. for that yes, town's yes, football well, there team you go. Yes, that's, you just put it out there yes and uh but regardless we'll have highlights of that game on state champs we'll have them up later tonight and of course on sunday at 9 a.m on fox sports detroit Joining us on the line right now is Matt Mowry. He is making his way back as he took in the Goodrich-Fenton game tonight. Matt, how are you? I am not bad. I am 
also still warming up from uh, I know yeah it, I, it, it, it seemed like it was 80 degrees like midweek but last week yeah I, I know yeah I know I know man it's Michigan right blink right. and it'll change heavy doses um, of, of Tyson Davis uh, tonight there was actually not a heavy dose of Tyson Davis oh, wow. in this in this game. I, Tyson Davis, if for people who don't know, the Goodrich wide receiver came in with 30 catches on the season, averaging 28 yards a catch. He had eight touchdown catches over his last two games, and Fenton pretty much erased him from the game. That he had, uh, they held him to four catches for 15 yards, and. It, Goodrich does everything they could possibly can to get the ball in his hands. I mean, he plays on defense. He plays on special teams, returns kicks. They put him under, you know, behind center uh, in the shotgun to have him run the ball. But they held him to, to 15 yards receiving and 50 yards on 10 rushes. And he, and they kept him out of the end zone, which pretty much right there, that was that was kind of the game. It, this, is, this is a Fenton team, too, that did not look good in their opener against Davis and they lost no. 54 to 27. And it was one of those where, you know, a team loses like that in, in week one of the season and they just kind of drop off your radar and people, you know, stop yep. talking about them, yep. stop thinking about them. Yep. They've given up 55 points in the five weeks between week one and coming into tonight. And obviously, you know, big test against Tyson Davis and that Goodrich offense, which is, has managed to figure out ways to score in bunches this season. And realistically, it, w- it was a 35 to seven game before the, you know, both coaches started putting in reserves and they, we ended up with three touchdowns in the last five forty-eight, which really, you know, didn't have a whole lot of impact on the game, but yeah, that's, that was an impressive run by a Fenton team that had really owned the Flint Metro league for the last seven years. They'd had at least a share of the title for seven straight seasons until last year when they finished third behind Brandon and Flushing. And, uh, that, that was a motivator for them. There was a, a little chant they did after the game, a little bit of our house, our house. And, and coach Sesky said that that really predates the whole Flint Metro domination, but it kind of applies. The Flint Metro has really been Fenton's house for the last yep. seven years. And that was a motivator coming into this season for them because they didn't like finishing third. So this was the first year that, that the Flint Metro had expanded. They brought in some of the Genesee area conference schools as that, that, uh, conference kind of slipped away into oblivion and Goodrich was one of those schools that got brought in and since they had the two divisions they were able to run more or less a championship game which tonight was but uh Fenton pretty emphatically announced that they are uh, still the uh the big dog in the Flint Metro how uh, how good did uh, uh Fenton quarterback Dylan Davidson uh, play how well did he play he played well. He's a kid that got injured last year, and that was part of the reason that they struggled in the second half of the season. Um, he, he was. They're, I think I they're, they're averaging like close to forty a game. Uh, yeah. So the offense and, and, is you know churning and burning. Yeah, and they've got they're multidimensional. I mean, Davidson was was good passing, and then they they have a couple of power backs in. Uh, in uh, Jaden Liness and and Caleb Anderson who scored early, and then their their kid who uh, 
you know, is, is a part-time track star to Brandon Miller. All he did was uh, rush it 20 times for 165 yards and a couple of touchdowns. So as that, as the season has gone on and the, and the, the Fenton defense has kind of figured things out, that, that offense is, is a very good complement to it. And, and that's, a, that's a team that, I mean, I know the Flint Metro is, is traditionally struggled a little bit in the playoffs when they start playing, you know, some of the other conferences. But uh, this, this Fenton team isn't necessarily going to be an easy out. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, we talk about Fenton. We always think a couple of years ago of the former Mr. Football candidate, Josh Zarnata, yeah. who really was, yep. you know, would kind of carried him, uh, carried them on his back. It's a stat uh, machine. Kind of like what Sullivan is doing at Davison. Uh, and besides, you said, the, you know, again, you know, looking at, at their lineup and how they performed uh, has really been pretty dominating, winning their last seven after, you know, giving up 54 to Davison. And again, only having that really tight matchup with Linden. And again, if you know that area, Fenton, Linden. Linden is like, the, you know, they they do not like each other. I mean, it's always right. they're always going to get up for that game, no matter what the records are for either team. And uh, so no surprise that that was a tight one, but they pulled it out. So here they go. And normally in most years, they would end, you know, they're ending the year against Wall Lake Northern. And in a lot of years, Wall Lake Northern will be a, a yeah. tough out. Or Wall Lake Western, I think. Right. Well, they're playing Wall Lake Northern okay. this year. Right. Last year, they fell to Wall Lake Western in the playoffs. And uh, that was their first round Where, matchup. Where's Josh Sarnata playing now? Do we know? Zarnata it was, was a grand value. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. He, he was. Where he is now, I'll have to look that up. But. Okay. The interesting thing is, you know, Wald Lake Northern would normally, again, be a really good matchup for them to be get them ready I, for the I, I playoffs, was, but unfortunately... It's one um, of the more um, disappointing seasons, yes. at least from an Oakland County perspective. This was a group uh, that had been together for like three or four years, a, a lot of cohesion, a lot of uh, veteran talent, and they just kind of had a, had, had a lackluster campaign. No doubt about it. But all in all, uh, I think, you know... Fenton should be one of those teams, and, and again, you got a chance to see them live tonight, Matt, that if they put it all together, can perhaps make a little bit of a run. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, obviously they're going to have to you know, play defense like they did tonight and obviously not you know, not like they did in, in week one against Davidson. Right. And part of it was that they were able to move laterally. They're very stout up front, so Goodrich knew they were going to have to kind of hit the edges a lot and they they moved sideline to sideline very well and it was re- really interesting point right near the uh, end of the second uh, quarter just seconds left and that was actually I think one tick left on the clock when they snapped the ball 63 yard pass that comes up five yards short of the end zone when uh uh, Brady Triola, who had who had a game, he had an interception. He runs a kid down from behind on this 63-yard pass. Um, he was he was part of that defensive uh, unit that really uh, locked down on Tyson Davis. It was it was a key point because if if you if if Goodrich is able to get momentum there, it's it's a whole different game in the second half. But yeah, if they play defense like they did tonight, it, it'll be a tough out. Tyson Davis is also uh, one of the Flint areas and in, in one of the state of Michigan's best basketball talents in the junior class as well. Right, plays point guard and yes. getting uh, recruited in uh, by Division one schools in both sports. That's right, and you better uh, start boning up, Scott, because we, <laughs> we're, we're going to be talking about basketball it real soon. very soon. Yes, exactly. It's coming up any minute. So, uh, Matt, I want you to stay with us. So okay. stay on the line. We'll bring. We're going to talk about some hungry Howie's, uh, Mister Football front runners. Obviously, we'll look ahead at Week Nine and uh, kind of close out the show that way. So hang with us. We want to get your perspective on that. But right now, it is Jenna with a message from the MHSAA. Did you hear the news? Studies of high school football players who played fifty to sixty years ago did not. 
I repeat, not show an increased risk of neurological disorders compared to their non-playing classmates. And the game now is a lot safer than it was then. High school sports, including football, have never been safer, and sports participation is a good part of a young person's overall education. Learn more at the health and safety page of the MHSAA website, a message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. We'll be right back. You do know you want a contest to spend the whole day with me, right? Mm-hmm. And you just want to sit here and eat this delicious pizza? We could do other things. Mm-hmm. A little help. Mm. That was the best day ever! Some people will do anything for flavor. Now get a meal deal to fit any budget at the home of Flavored Trust. Hungry? Howie! The greatest honor a high school senior student athlete can earn? Detroit Athletic Club's Athlete of the Year. You're one of the tops in your sport. Prioritize education and giving back. Like Cassius Winston, Megan Bobian, Rakia Jackson, and Aiden Hutchinson did. Six male, six female nominees earn $1,000 in scholarship money with $5,000 each to be awarded at a red carpet gala in downtown Detroit. Nominations accepted now. Download the application DACAthleteoftheyear.com. I chose Florence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Hey everybody, welcome back to the final uh, segment of this week's Michigan Extra Point Live. We hope you've been enjoying it. I have not had a chance to monitor any of the online comments uh, for this week's show. Um, so uh, we will have our comments of the week that will be coming up. But again, I know a lot of you guys are out there participating and putting in scores and talking about all kinds of stuff. And uh, again, whether it's on YouTube, if it's on Facebook, if it's on Twitter, we appreciate you. And we want to thank you very much for doing that. Now, we are going to, uh, and again, you can't. Uh, you don't have smell vision so you don't know that the, the Hungry Howie pizzas have arrived and the deliciousness... The is aroma's beginning. not going through your screens. That's right, but it is wafting into our nostrils, <laughs> and uh, uh, we are about to uh, dive Indulge. in just a little bit. Exactly, and it's a perfect segue because uh, we want to talk about Mr. Football. We haven't had an opportunity, and Matt Mowry, by the way, is on the line with us too. We haven't yes. had an opportunity to uh, talk about, uh, you know, in this forum, uh, kind of where we're at with the Mr. Football race, some of the, uh, the it's guys. It's definitely Cam Iams' yeah. uh, award to lose right now. Cam Martinez. Correct. Yes, exactly. And uh, but lightning before, in a bottle before, for the whiskey. Okay. Big before we get there, um, Jenna happened to be at our main event this week, which was North Farmington and Farmington. And you know who else happened to be there? Hungry Howie spokesman Darius Slay. You may know him better as a guy who plays defensive Big back for play the Detroit. Slay. That's right for the Detroit Lions. You see the commercials. Uh, and he's been making a habit of this, of you know, just going to high school football games. He'll usually throw it he out there on Twitter. He puts it out there on social media like on a Wednesday and be like, what game should I go to this week? Give me suggestions. And then every Friday night he shows up and uh, you know, gives, uh, you know, gives these kids, you know, I think it's an energizer to yeah. be able to look over to the sideline and see, a, uh, an NFL all pro coming to check you out. Yeah. He was at the port here on port here on Northern game last week. So got a lot of state champ symmetry going right now with Mr. Slay. 
What's oh yeah, sorry. Uh, if we can go with Mr. Slay, so uh, you got a chance. It's great to, for the community to talk to him. Yes, I did. So obviously he was reaching out to kids on Twitter what game he should be that, and especially for this one, both teams being undefeated. Yeah. He just had to come, and it was really cool because even though he was interacting with fans on Twitter, he really proved that he loves seeing everybody. He was on both sides for both teams, saying hi to everyone out in the crowd. And, you know, I was asking him um, – Hold on one second. Sorry. <laughs> Long night, right? Yeah, yeah, Long I know. day getting I know. back we're to all, it. <laughs> I know. It's, it was cold. I know. We're all like got our headaches. Yeah, I mean, what, what were you talking to him about? I mean, uh, did you ask him about Mr. Football? Yeah, I did, and I was asking him why it was so important for someone in his position to be so involved with high school sports, and it's just – it's good reinforcement, and he's kind of setting you know, the tracks down for them to see that they can do the same thing as he does. He used to be in their position, mm-hmm. so it's a great example. And then, of course, you know, I was just asking him what message he has for the Lions fans, and he's just saying hang in there. Keep the faith. <laughs> he's an excellent brand ambassador for both the Detroit Lions organization and Hungry Howies, and um, for, for, for a, 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 a team and a franchise that doesn't always have a lot of – things to be proud of and and be happy about and puff your chest out about Darius Slay is without question um one of the few bright spots in an organization that has given us quite a bit of disappointment over the years there's no doubt about it and I tell you what if if anything you know as a uh, Lions fans and I am one uh is this season is edge of your seat all four quarters, you know. Of course, it's elation and it's disappointment. I mean, he won. And he then, won the Rams game for us. He, you know, I know the, the pick in the end zone. Yeah, for it. sure. I know exactly. Like I said, it usually starts out well, and then so we have that elation, that real comfortable ability. Well, the, char- the Chargers, it, not the Rams. Yeah, the that's Chargers. right. The Chargers, and then it's uh, then it's like, oh my goodness, here's what's happening, and it's disappointment, it's dismay, and then it's. We're up again because they make a play like an interception on Monday night. We're like, that's it. And then things happen. So, if anything, it's been entertaining. But it, most of the part, it's been extremely bad for my <laughs> my uh, stress levels. So, uh, But it is what it is. We are uh, very appreciative. Uh, if you want to see the video, you can watch it. When we gave the Mr. Football Award last season, uh, he came to our studios and and uh, it was really, really cool uh, to, to you know, watch him just to be here and be a part of it. And uh, so we're very, very uh, thrilled that Hungry Howies is our partner and that we have Darius Slay as one of our partners, too. So uh, I know we're running a little long in the tooth here, but quickly, uh, front runners for Mr. Football. We did mention Cam Martinez, of course. Uh, he is uh, the guy to beat right now. Um, who are some other guys that if we have some really, really great playoff action from them? Because, again, uh, you know, that is what made the difference last yep. year. Um, what do you think? Donovan Edwards, Donovan is, Edwards, you know, to me would be probably number two in the race right now. Mm-hmm. Just um, the most dominating uh, tailback prospect we have in the state right now is just uh, big play after big play. Um, a, a type of guy that can, can change a game in the blink of an eye, and he's done it on so many occasions through his career. And he's only played three years. He got another year left, and uh, uh, I, I just I, I love what I see from Donovan Edwards. And then you know Zach Trainer to me was was a front runner, uh, maybe number two or three, uh, but he's fallen back because of uh, the injury bug. So how about you, Matt? 
Well, obviously, up until last week when uh, Davison kind of got shut down, I probably would have gone with uh, Brendan Sullivan. Um, but obviously, one of the people that we've we've watched all season long, especially given you know everything that went down before the season, Abdur Rahman Yassin has taken advantage of his kind of you know his his second chance to have a senior season, and he's you know definitely run with it. Um, a trainer obviously was was going well. Cam Martinez has got to be the favorite, but uh, another kid who just has quietly slipped under the radar is Christian Dureed at, yes. at Belleville. Yes, they just keep rolling. Last I mean, they year he lost had, a regular season game in what in three the, seasons. Yeah. The stats yep. that he puts yeah. up. Yes. I mean he he's someone that isn't drawing the recruiting attention again because he's he's kind of small. Um, he's a little he's a little. Um, you know, he's he's like a um, he, he's a savvy southpaw, but he's also you know he's uh, he's not built like your typical quarterback. Yes. Um, and but you know the the bottom line is when you brass tax it, he's last, a winner. Last year as a sophomore, he threw for uh, like three thousand yards and almost fifty touchdowns. Yeah. This year he's he's on that same clip. So yeah. you know, in and terms of a Mister Football race, you can't you can't ignore him. Yeah, and the fact that they're in the KLA now, you can't use that as an excuse that you know, oh, it's WEWAC competition and. Uh, you know they're they're just beating you know people in front of them. He's, he's playing solid. He's built so. like a running back, but he plays quarterback. And I do want to mention this, uh, everybody, before we go, uh, and we still have our comments of the week to get to real quick in our look uh, week nine look ahead. But um, there were some guys that we talked about on the Mister Football uh, conversation with Sean Belizean, uh because we wanted to say, hey, we still got a couple weeks left in this thing. Somebody could still get themselves in the top ten. Uh, so some of the names that we threw out there, and you can watch it right now at statechampsnetwork.com uh, or on our State Champs socials, uh, who Sean was talking about. But real quickly, uh, Kobe Clark out of Schoolcraft, having an amazing season. Jake Kelbert, the quarterback at Franklin. Myron Harris for Chip Valley running the ball like a madman. C.J. Harris, the quarterback at West Bloomfield. Flip that switch halfway through the season is now cruising. That's right. Tyler Amos at Portage Northern. Again, Tyson Davis at Goodrich. We talked about him already tonight. Avery Moore at New Lothrop. Uh, Colin Panacek at Dexter, and uh, one of Scott's uh, guys, Devontae Twyman. Leading the, the OAA in rushing, did not play varsity football last year, played JV as a junior, and has come on like gangbusters this year, uh, quietly leading the entire OAA in rushing. You know, has more yards than Donovan Edwards. Yeah, he had a ton of yards in the game that I saw against Groves. He didn't get in the, end, in the end zone, zone though, yeah. so like, I had to put a highlight of him in because he still ran for like over 200 yards. His first yards. five games as a varsity starter, he like was averaging like 155, 160 yards a, a, a game. Insane. Okay, we want to get to, uh, uh, before we get to our comments of the week, you want to quickly go through uh, the Week 9 matchup. So if uh, uh, you would want to quickly, Jenna, read through those, and then we'll make a couple quick comments before we close this thing out. If you have them in front of you. If you don't, I'll go. Yeah, no, would you mind going? No, I have no problem. Of course not. Are you you. kidding me? I live for talking. Uh, Key week (laughs) nine matchups. All right, our rival series resumes with Matt Mowry. Midland, Midland (laughs) down next week. It's going to be huge. Uh, So uh, we'll talk to Matt uh, coming off of that one. Always an incredible uh, game. Thursday there is a game. Bark River Harris at Ishpeming. And uh, does anybody know, know what a hematite is? I believe I it's a kind of rock. <laughs> no. no, actually, Jenna knows. <laughs> oh, taking my thunder. Wow. No, it's just Sorry. a red. <laughs> You're fine. 
it's a reddish black mineral, right? Yeah. And I guess it's very important ore and iron. It's they're a big mining town. Okay. So. so that's what a hematite is. I did not know that's that. That's my when my uh, dad's family came here from Europe. They all settled up in uh, the UP for the for the mining and ore and the and the. Uh, the iron mining. All right, so copper the, mining. The Catholic League Championship Games are at Eastern Michigan uh, next week, so those are going to be huge, especially uh, who gets into the playoffs. It's going to be really weird now, and we'll see how that says up. A lot of KLAA crossovers. The Cascades versus the Big Eight crossovers happening up north. Edwardsburg at Paw Paw. Birmingham Groves at Woodhaven. That should be interesting. Lapeer at Davison. That should be very interesting. Pinckney at. That Fa- one's, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I'm now. sorry. That one's been moved to the big uh, the big house in Flint. That's going to be. Uh, to Atwood Stadium, okay. the Lapeer Davison game. So yeah, that's going to be on the big stage. All right, yeah, that'll be definitely well attended. Uh, that will have playoff atmosphere all over it. Pinckney at Fowlerville, New Lothrop at Frankenmuth, Mason County Central at Ludington. So a rivalry game in Week Nine. Saginaw at Saginaw Arthur Hill, Waterford Mott at Waterford Kettering, Portland at Montague. Beale City at Morley Stanwood, Traverse City St. Francis at Muskegon Oak Ridge, Richmond at Ortonville Brandon, St. Joseph's going to take on Portage Northern, East Kentwood and Rockford will get together, Grand Blank will be at Saline, West Bloomfield is at the Catholic League's fourth place team, which is Brother Rice. Rice loses and they they draw West Bloomfield. Uh, Paywamo Westphalia is at Williamston. So that's quickly uh, what's coming up next week. So uh, that is it. It is time now as we close out the show for our comments of the week. You guys have been chiming in uh, on, if you're watching it on Facebook or YouTube and uh, we always pick a, a few comments as our comments of the week presented by the MHSA. <laughs> All right. So from YouTube by uh, Hayden Reamer. It's in all caps. <laughs> North taking dubs, baby, with three Ys. I'm guessing he's talking about North Farming. Yes, of yes. course. And then on Facebook from Caleb Schaefer, Breckenridge blows. <laughs> she is waiting here. Yes, she is. Breckenridge blows by Oscada, 35 to nothing. Huskies making a statement tonight. And then from Perry Simon, Belleville versus Plymouth next week for game of the week. Ooh. Calling it now. Ooh, I might is... be. I might be getting behind that. That yeah. is that is a clash of titans uh, right now for what's going on in that in that league right now. No doubt about it. Plymouth, the fact undefeated, probably a re- just one of the another big coach, shockers. another coach of the year candidate, and, uh, sure. one of the you know real sleeper squads, mm. kind of like Lake Orion. Didn't expect to, for them to be sitting here at eight uh, 0 That very well could be a uh, a game of the week. It was not in. Uh, in uh, Mr. Mowry's key nine uh, week nine matchups here, though. So, yeah, well, we had the crossover games listed yeah, in there, but I was did. obviously you, unsure that's right, who you was were. going to match up no, to who. You were, you were, you were. Uh, so that is that. And uh, before we go, Scott, why don't you crack open oh, that box? I've been for Let's that. see what we Let's got rock here. Rock and roll, baby. Matt, we'll make sure we save you a slice. Already? Yes. So Cheers. we have the uh, Parmesan, what did you call it? Parmesan garlic oh, so cr- crust here. So I'm going to uh, have mine. All and right, you well, have I'm going to open mine. They invent- yeah. just, so you, just so everyone knows, Hungry Howie's literally invented the concept of flavor crust. Yes. You go around the country right now, pizza parlors, you know. It's become kind of a uh, a staple of some pizza parlors, and it all started in Metro Detroit in the early 80s. Cheers. Ooh, yes. Jenna's got a, a gluten-free, gluten-free one, so uh, <laughs> it's a little bit for everyone. Let's taste it. Of course, it's money, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, watching today. Uh, we will be talking Week 9 football next week, and then we'll get ready for the playoffs. We are here 
throughout the playoffs, all the way through the state finals. So technically, we're really not even halfway done because we have eight weeks left of this show. So we will be here for you. Make sure you check out all the State Champs highlights. They'll be coming up later tonight, whether it's on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. It'll all be loaded up. And again, the, sh- the show State Champs airs every Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Jenna and I will see you then on your television sets if that's where you enjoy us. Otherwise, for Scott, for Matt, for Jenna, for Kia, for David, who is monitoring the comments, for everybody here at State Champs, we will see you next week.